0: And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening.
1: Hey guys, Jim here. And Kenny. It is day 7 of RPG A Day 2022. Why, so it is. And the prompt for today is System Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) System Sunday. Describe a cool part of a system that you love. Now, this is a huge, huge prompt. So we're going to limit it to to one system and thing so we don't digress too late. Okay. And by the way, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. But every Sunday has a cool Sunday, Sunday something. Just want (laughs) to say that. You just like saying it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, you can go.
0: Okay. All right. Well, of course, I love the um, advantage system with uh, 5th edition, Um, but specifically the personality traits the background that allows you to play upon and and earn advantage that's one of my favorite things so where you have to pick the four that personality trait flaws bonds um that type of stuff and um create your character and then you play to those and when you play to those it gives you advantage that you can employ at other
1: times during the game Mm -hmm. I completely agree. It is a beautiful system. Reiterating the players the reward for role playing, Mm R-O-L-E playing as opposed to R-O-L-L playing. It literally gives you a this for that mechanic. You know, there Mm -hmm. is a quid pro quo for playing in character, which is great. Mm hmm so that's the one i would choose for
0: that's great sunday sunday sunday
1: (laughs) and as a gm i gotta say i love on people's faces when they get excited and they point to their character sheet and i like protecting my friends because it is adorable that players a are playing in character which which is really always great when they remember their characters not just stats on a paper but a character I mean and that really does make the immersive gaming more immersive and follow through cuz consistency. So that makes, you know, it I am so glad when they added that to the system with a reward cuz it guarantees people do it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, like, in, you know, Fate's got the similar system where you can reward or punish for, for for aspects, you know, which I'm still a fan of, too. I mean, there should totally be almost a where the GM can bribe you to do this. But that's kind of what the GM does. They set up the system and the setting to make you cash in to get the reward. Mm. And if your GM forgets, like I always tell my own table because I don't have brain space for... What is it? Five times four, twenty different background traits between my five players because they have their background, the ideal, the flaw, the bond. You know, mm-hmm. uh, your GM can't remember all of those, so I have my players do the tap on their character sheet, like you're doubling down in poker, or you know, totally say it again so everyone knows you're milking that experience cow. Boo. <laughs> Just remember, guys, don't abuse it. Use it, you know. Yeah, but the
0: GM says, no, no, come on. You can't, now we're not going to, you, you know, mm-hmm. you have final say whether it qualifies.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know in some games, some GMs are just like, you can earn it once per session. I mean, honestly, I, I'm i really willy, willy-nilly willing to let you do it because you're playing a character, and... I've never seen advantage-disadvantage break a setting because I can totally use it just by setting up advantageous or disadvantage situations. And many people cash in just to negate the disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those of it's up to the player and the GM to use it.
0: Yeah, and um, you can't – if you – like we have the rule that like, oh, okay, I did this action – I got advantage. Um, I can't use it right then. You have to wait to your next turn. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, I'm going to apply it to this, you know, because otherwise you would just be able to spend it constantly depending on the situation. And that helps limit the abuse of it, I think.
1: Yeah, because because then you're, you're meta-breaking it saying, oh, so I can do the thing to earn the thing to spend the thing right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I'll totally do it again a second later. It's like, no, nah, you're breaking the. This- system system now. Now you're being abusive and nobody should be abused. No. And that includes your GM. Don't abuse your GM. Oh. So for me, I'm going to go with a completely different RPG to be all abusive and counterproductive. I'm going to go with the Genesis slash Star Wars system. The cool part of the system that I love the most is the fact that the RPG system gives players active player agency in regards to when you roll your dice, you have the options with the results to succeed or fail and have advantage or disadvantage or despair and triumph. And the nice thing is when your player rolls, they could have advantage and they can pick what extra boost they have happen. So it lets your players want to get inventive and actually come up with things hmm. But
0: one thing I like is that some people, they don't like to be put on the spot or they're like, what, 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 you know, mm-hmm. um, you then or other players can offer suggestions to so to use how they want to use those advantages. hmm. And, and that that makes it, you know, you know, you don't necessarily have to, like, come up with some amazing thing yourself. You can work as a team
1: to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, great example, like tonight's Star Wars game. Our group actually split the party because our evil, because it's an Imperial game, so they're all Imperial commandos, and a Hand of the Emperor. Well, the Hand of the Emperor had this great idea last session, split from the party, ended up finding out that there's a uh, process that these people kidnap people to make sure they're actually wanting to not be Imperial spies, want to be rebels, and he got captured, and the party got separated. So our commanding officer was talking to a local, you know, local wise man for a local uh, town in this area who's telling him all about how the mo- local Moff has not got the Empire in its best interests. And he rolled a triumph. He succeeded in not using charm. Earlier he used charm and the guys like all fallen it, schmoozy schmoozy, old Republic buddies, blah, 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 and used leadership to demand answers. Now, I was totally going to say he was going to tell you Mandalorians are hiding under the city. You take the well, you can get right to them. But he cut me off. And instead, for his triumph, said, I think our missing party members' calm turns on. (laughs) And we get to hear a message to let us know, A... He's in trouble because, by the way, he didn't leave any message behind when he went off on the solo mission. He didn't leave any way for the group to find him afterwards. So I had already, because he's basically being interrogated down in the sewers by some Mandalorians making sure he's not an Imperial agent... And I already told them, you know, during our flashbacks, because we're flashing from him to them, from him to them, and that he was stripped of all his gear. He woke up handcuffed to a table, because when they had him in this sleeping pod, he faked being asleep. And they totally have his biometrics on the monitor showing he's awake. So they basically had their guns ready, opened the pod, and kept shooting him with stun bolts. Oh, lovely. Because the idea is you're not supposed to know where you're being taken to. So you're not allowed to be awake for the trip. Well, immediately, the people having his gear get caught accidentally hitting the button on his ear communicator. And they hear them discussing that they're underground interrogating the new edition. <laughs> and that, you know, the little more communications was slipped while they were handling his earbud. So immediately, the group now knows that he's in trouble. And then, of course, all hell broke loose because I was doing a combat counter of how many threats until the Mandalorians came to attack the, the Imperials.
0: Okay, then.
1: Yeah, bad things happened, including our co-pilot getting hit with a flamethrower. Uh, ow. Uh. It was ugly. But the mechanic I love is in Star Wars, you know, Fantasy fight, Flight Games, Genesis System, is players get to spend advantage and triumph however they want. They can literally make declara- declarations, which is nice. And like, you know, when you roll three advantage, I will totally as a GM say, I've got something cool for you if you trust me. Because that way, you know, your players, A, know that you're not going to screw them over and basically milk them, milk them from them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I'm going to give you something that I think is cool. And, and boom, there's a suggestion. And the fact that, you know, you can make declarations. I just rolled a triumph. Oh, guess what? Just as our rebels were defeated trying to get to the shield base, uh, another group of Ewoks and rebels shows up to attack the Imperials. Thereby getting us out of the sticky situation, giving us a, a fair chance to fight our way free. Not that they just, like, won the war, but they now have a fair shot at fighting their way free.
0: Yeah, or oh well, we have to go outside the spaceship. Well, what do you know? I have a use a, a, a story point there and cash that in. And um, guess what? We all have the you know.
1: <laughs> you conveniently have the breathing mask to go out onto the space lug that no one knew that we had on the ship.
0: Exactly, and then that's great because then you can add it to your inventory for
1: future use. <laughs> But, yeah, I am a huge fan of the narrative dice and how they can be played. I mean, I've even, like, Eric, you know Eric. When we play, he mm-hmm. has no problem throwing out suggestions for threat when bad shit happens. He has some wonderful, crazy suggestions, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, yes, I have to see this happen. <laughs> and and as player and GM, that's why I love the narrative dice, Because it gives players player agency, because normally in most games, players are afraid to ask for that kind of gift, you know, of agency. They know that they can control their character, but nothing outside their character. You know, it's like when natural 20s come up. Maybe more than just double damage or an amuse, beautifully crafted thing happens. Maybe something else happens, you know. You totally get a, a new stalker, you know. There are tons of cool system mechanics out there that you can use from different games and import into your home games. I mean, look at the, the action point that, that turned into the inspiration point between 4 and 5, you know. Mm-hmm. Back then it was, I cashed this in for an extra attack because that's the most bang for my buck. Or Yeah, the, and then it was just always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or the action point, drink a potion, then get back to fighting. Or if you're super cool, action point, clerk, I'm drinking the potion, casting a heal, and getting the hell out of here. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's nice to keep yourself alive while saving others. Yeah, yeah. Position heal thyself. <laughs> and then uh, I'll throw another example out tonight. Uh, when a Mandalorian was, was really messing up one of our teammates, dude cashed in the triumph for his shot, even though it hurt the Mandalorian a little, because we all know Beskar. The triumph is he hit the controls on the jetpack, and it sent the guy flying out of the scene, basically.
0: I did that once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I shot and and um I got a triumph. I didn't succeed, but sure enough, I said, oh well, it ricochets and hits that guy's jetpack and he goes like off and crashes. <sighs> and unfortunately for him, you know, he went quite a ways away.
1: I mean, in both cases, he didn't go flying off, hit the slave barge, and then go sliding into the sarlacc pit. <laughs> i mean we all know if you're narr- using narrative dice in, in return of the jedi that's exactly what han did yeah. swinging blind and still succeeds which by the way is kind of like the same thing my other guy did because he was shooting from inside a building he fell through through the roof at the guy above mm. shooting blind but rolled insanely well <laughs> Because yes, I gave him the, the, the teaser that you see, you see the dust coming off the rafters of where the steps are happening. But you're still shooting totally blind. So if the dice say no, that's what the dice say. They say. Because remember, that is, when we play RPGs, that is like the heart and soul mechanic is the dice are answering our question. Mm-hmm. Timmy throws his turn up at the orc. Does it hit? that's <laughs> just 20 he hit him in the fucking eye and took his eye out and that's well, how which, the story of grump starts
0: which is really funny because of course inside the magic eight ball
1: is say uh d20 <laughs> <laughs> it's true so many people forget that <laughs> that is the magic dice in the magic eight ball <laughs> So that's that's my my coolest system mechanic is the narrative dice, which if you've never played, please hit up a GM. Even if you play online, uh, a Roll20 does have a really good script for using the narrative dice. It even does the yeah. math for you, yeah, just like makes, the the, the dice app. Mm-hmm. And if you play gen- any of the Genesis settings. Uh, Edge Studios now has the dice set for free on their website. It used to be for, for charge, but now it's for free. But that's just the Genesis dice. The Star Wars app was really cool in that you got uh, Star Wars dice, you got the Armada dice, you got the X-Wing dice for the mini games, as well as your standard D&D dice set. Or I think, as is, is most of the companies are calling it, the standard polyhedron game dice. <laughs> Nobody wants to give it Dungeons & Dragons credit.
0: Well, it's not like they, you know, they didn't come up with the polyhedral. It's, you know, mm-hmm. but they're the ones that kind of made it, you know.
1: Yep. And, of course, I, I think we should both throw out honorable mention to the polyhedral dice system. Because that is like the big heart and soul of RPGs for the most part.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Actually, I mean, that's you know me and you know how much I love dice. Yep, that's the um, honorable mention because if it wasn't for that system, all oh, the ones that evolved from the D20 system wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. However, there are cool companies out there like the uh, 2d20 system for, mm-hmm. that is out there, which you know again harkens back to thank God for the first polyhedron sets because that's how we got the polyhedral. D20. Polyhedral, yep. And you know uh, we've got the uh, Free League group uses the the 6d6, which is basically rolling 2d6 and it's a first number, second numbers mm. system. And then the new Six one six system that the new Marvel game is coming out with, where you're rolling two six siders and a boost six sider. It's kind of like, uh, kind of Savage Worldy, And that you know how Savage Worlds you yeah, have it that has bonus the, dice.
0: That bonus die, yeah.
1: You know you got the wild die that you always run if you're a main character. They have wild die, like all the players mm-hmm. and all the big bads in the game have that wild die plus whatever sides die you're using but savage world it is a great system it's a beautiful system me personally the the four successes by rank of number four kind of bog things down but you know i guess not too much like narrative dice bog things down because you're playing with the dice after you roll the dice because it's good dice bad dice all the dice. dice dice dice
0: yeah but i wouldn't say that it bogs it down
1: Well, at least for newer players. I mean, the older players start talking like mathematicians while they're gaming because they they know what the target number is before they even get into it, which is nice.
0: Well, and plus, the the more comfortable you are with the storytelling dice, the faster you can uh, narrow it down to whether you succeeded and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the roll twenty does it automatically for you, which is really nice mm-hmm. um it just tells you boom, this is what you rolled, but this is what you this is what the result is and with the hard you know actual uh dice in hand, uh the trick I always do is just you know take the ones that cancel each other out, you just move them to the side
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you can see what you're left with,
1: Yep, yeah, parcel them out and say this success mm-hmm. and this fail over here cuz they no longer count yeah. and that cancel that
0: that, that that cancel that that cancel that so we're just ignoring those and then you know so
1: i think yep. that that's a
0: uh an easy way to do it and then you get to the point or where you're so you you become so comfortable you can almost see oh like right away i know that oh nope i i failed you know yep. but i got three
1: advantages you know <laughs> I didn't do what I aimed to do, but something cool's happening. Mhm. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. I think that's probably a good spot for us to wrap it up. It is late in Sunday evening, and I think Kelly wants to go to bed. Yeah, Kelly's got to get up oh so early in the morning. Oh, the Mondays. It's a case of the Mondays. Mhm. But on the plus side, we got a, a convention to look forward to at the end of the month.
0: Still working on that.
1: Yep, we've got RingCon and Tucson Comic Con, and if you're going to Tucson Comic Con, you'll see gaming at Tucson Comic Con for RingCon, and at the hotel after Tucson Comic Con is the RingCon stuff. And mm-hmm. on Monday, the... but
0: that, but those, but it, the that stuff requires a
1: separate. Yep, that requires the RingCon ticket, which includes dinner each night, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Because that way we can hustle straight from the ho from the convention to the hotel. Grab a quick shower and change and get right to dinner at the con and then start gaming. Mm-hmm. And if you're into the Tucson area, we got some... Uh, if you go to the RingCon Games, if you search RingCon Games, their site has a bunch of games, game nights happening between now and the convention. Yep. The big one, I think, is Snakes and Lattes for board Snakes games. Snakes and Lattes. And then over at Tucson Games and Gadgets, there's a couple of one-shots happening. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to sign up for one of the Sunday ones if I don't have a game going that Sunday. Okay. There's a RPG called Mothership that I have not played. I can't say that I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, and if you want to learn new RPGs, the best way to do it is play with people who know how to do it. And I do believe the person writing it has actually published an adventure for Mothership. Ah. Yeah, and you know that's always good? It's like a mini conde. Cool. Well. Alrighty guys. Thank you for listening and have a great week full of RPGs, gaming and fun and friends. And if you can't have one of those, have all of those. Or, you know, I think <laughs> reverse. If you can't have all of them, at least have one of those. And remember, there's always the substitute of online RPGs. Woohoo! <laughs> or as we used to say back in the day, there's always Magic the Gathering. That's crack for gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty guys. Have a good night
0: thank you for listening to D&D journey of the fifth edition a member of the creative play and podcast network please follow us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash cppn to never miss a show or stream
1: hello oh my god you're here oh my god who's this oh my god this is jim who is this why this is kelly oh well kelly since i got you on the phone how about we do rpg a day 2022 why not sounds like a plan. Alrighty, let's go hey guys jim here and kelly it is day seven of rpg a day 2022